This episode of Finding Demo Surfishing is being brought to you by DS Custom Tackle. Need to get your hands on some floats or, I don't know, swivels, rigs, terminal tackle, build your stuff, maybe a couple of jigs already pre-done? Hey, you need to go over to dscustomtackle.com and take a look at all the stuff they got going on there. Maybe you need to get into this glow-in-the-dark sand flea. Oh yeah, that thing's been crushing it. Maybe you need Barry's rig. He's got a pre-tied one all set for BS surf fishing. Lots of good stuff in there. But they've also got other different sets that you may need for squid teasers or different types of fishing. Not just Florida or on the East Coast. It's good worldwide and on the West Coast. Lots of great stuff. Great customer service, fast shipping. You can't go wrong. DSCustomTackle.com Oh yeah, new week, new episode. Hope you're doing well wherever you are. Hopefully the fishing has been phenomenal. And of course, you know, selfish plug, I'm always hoping that whatever you learned in the show last week or the week before has helped you out in your fishing game. It's always the best part. I mean, we're all just trying to help each other get better so we can get out there and go fish more. Catch more fish, make more memories. Yeah, that's good. All right, this week we are traveling just a little bit to the west here of Florida. We're going into Alabama. And this week we are talking with Dixie Flats Surf Fishing Excursions. And Dixie is spelled D-I-X-E-Y. Don't make the same mistake I did. I, I definitely put it wrong the first time. <laughs> Oops. So we're going to be talking with Matt here. Lots of cool stuff. Matt runs a guide service out of the area. And uh, yeah, he's well known. And he's a hell of an angler. So without further ado, me bumping my gums this whole time, let's go ahead and get him on the show here so you can actually listen from him. Matt, welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate it, Brian. So before I even ask you the questions, because you mentioned it, um, Dixie, I spelled it wrong, and you're like, dude, everybody spells it wrong. What? What? How did the name come about? Ed, you know, you got the Dixie Bar down here, and uh, you know, it's also a Civil War fort, Confederate fort. So uh, everybody kind of throws those two names, I guess, into the same category. But uh, it predates the Civil War of a. Uh, Captain Dixie, D-I-X-E-Y, who ran aground uh, during a hurricane, I believe, tropical storm, hurricane, bad storm, um, sank his boat on the bar that we fish off of. So that's why it's named the Dixie Bar. has nothing to do with the Civil War. Just total coincidence. A lot of people made that mistake, and um, really for years I didn't know I was spelling it wrong until I kind of learned the history about it and living down here around uh, the Civil War and all the history and DeSoto and all the other good stuff, uh, the history we have down here, you can't help but learn it. So uh, kind of went from there and it uh, just turned into a pretty cool name. So we, we went with it. Nice. Okay. Makes sense. And uh, yeah, now I feel a little bit, a little bit better about myself when I hear like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. Well, that's cool yeah. that you did that. All right. All right. Let's start at the very beginning then. Tell us your story and what got you into fishing. I've been young age, you know, everybody starts off at the, uh, the brand bluegill. Uh, I grew up at a young age. Uh, my grandparents, uh, retired from Tampa to Lake Wells, kind of below Disney world. And I did the crappie freshwater thing for years. And of course I always fished the Gulf coast over there and we vacationed, uh, down in South Florida and blossomed into, uh, 
saltwater fishing down here and um i just fell in love with beach fishing and uh, uh i just I, I found a lot more comfortable than than pier fishing um yeah you know your parents drop you off at the pier you you, you think that's the coolest thing in the world when you're 12 different nowadays but uh getting dropped off at the beach we had a little bit more area to fish and uh it was just this seemed a lot more fun and a lot more species to catch and and uh just just a good time yeah definitely makes sense what type of fishing do you like to do now um i mainly you know of course we we have our different fishing is very seasonal down here which i try to explain to a lot of people um kind of got to go what's in season um you know we we kind of got that little winter lull down here the non-tourist season so to say uh but you know we go everything from sheep's head to uh pompano to you know this time of year we'll start our night trips for redfish and uh, black drum and we've started to add a few shark trips and um to the mix of course we're not uh going after giant 12 foot sharks but they're they're fun to catch and i have learned that we take a lot of families out i love taking the families out having a big family myself um uh, i enjoy watching them catch the biggest fish of their life and they always want to catch a shark or touch a shark or see one in, in person so uh but I, I enjoy doing the night trips that's probably my favorite you know down here at fort morgan we're blessed to have a pretty secluded private beach and um it's kind of untouched and just a wonderful place to fish and just just very blessed to have it down here very cool all right so let's talk about the your favorite thing about fishing you know it used to be kind of bucket list fish or, or what i wanted to go after but having we have four boys uh me and my wife uh we're we're blended a few step boys and uh 10 year old is my oldest and then uh we have three year old together so now it's about getting the kids into fishing my 10 year old's my deckhand uh so i was a 16 year old step boy you know they getting them into fishing and enjoying them learning and having fun learning it um kind of that brings me more joy now than it does going out there catching a nice chest full of fish being a dad and you know especially with the guide service you just I enjoy teaching and, and, and watching people be successful. Um, I get a lot more joy out of that than me going down there being successful myself, you know. Well, I mean, you're kind of a hell of an angler, dude. <laughs> you're pretty damn good at what you do. A lot of hours. A lot yeah. of hours. You know, and that's one thing I, I try to stress with my sons is, you know, the same thing we do with a lot of baseball, a lot of, you know, step boy runs track and, um, it, with anything in life, if you're not learning something when you go, you know, as to baseball or fishing, and I try to stress this with them fishing, I, I'm a guide. I know a lot. People pay me to take them out fishing, but I, you're going to learn something every time you go out there. And that you cannot act like you know everything and continue to be successful. I mean, it might be some random 85-year-old guy out there telling you something from 20 years ago or just something that that you you uh, learn as you go uh, but the, you you always want to learn something that is my biggest kind of thing i try to stress to everybody that you know if you're out there learning and enjoying doing it 
you're even if you're not catching fish, as long as you're learning and and learning new stuff, like I am. I'm no professional by no means. I mean, I've been doing it 25 years down here, and I'm still learning. Um, this thing about about fishing, or like I said, anything in life is you're always gonna learn new stuff. Um, that, that's what I stress more about anything when people ask me about you know how to do so successful at fishing well you're always learning you know new spots new new uh ways to catch fish new and there's so much technology out now it's it's uh you know the from new pompano rigs to you know even new glow sticks that we use at night uh everything's just getting so advanced and and uh you know uh, easier tide charts you don't want to go to look at a piece of paper anymore. You can just pull it right up on your phone. People get too uh, involved in trying to be perfectionists over it. It's it, it, it's fun, and I just hope people uh, kind of keep that in mind. You're still having fun if you're not catching fish. At least go out there and have fun. Yeah, you're gonna you're eventually gonna be successful at it. The more hours you put into it, the more. Like I said, I didn't learn this overnight. There's a lot of hours. A lot of hours I've I've learned to do stuff. You, you've put a lot of into it and you're getting a lot out. So I can totally understand what you're saying there. With all this, let's move into the next question on that. What is your favorite fish to target? Now, Cobia for a long time was my favorite fish to target. Um, that was back when I did the boat thing. And of course, a little a little harder to target on, on feet. I, I, sheep's head, I think, is my favorite. It's just such a, they, that's, that's one of the fish that no matter how good of a fisherman you are, that is very uh, frustrating fish to, to target sometimes. And, you know, you go one day and you catch a nice chest full, and the next day you're doing the same exact thing and the, you don't get a bite. So I think just the, the how difficult it is to catch them sometimes, it's the chase of the sheep's head that kind of gets me going. And I think that has a lot to do with that's kind of your first fish that you start off with, with the seasonal. So it kind of kicks you back up. And it kind of gets you gets you going. So I, I really enjoy sheep's head fishing. Um, don't get me wrong. You know, my first love is always going to be redfish. That is my, my favorite fish by far. Redfish is my, my main thing. But sheep's head, they're, they're just a joy to catch. I mean, they're they're hard, hard uh, fighting fish, which the joke is a galvanized snapper. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that one before. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. They, they are. Um, they, it's it's like red snapper fishing from from the pier. You know, a lot of people, of course, we're blessed down here with a few spots where you can catch them off the beach certain times of year. But um, that's a whole another another uh, ball game with them. They they're just a strong fighting fish, um, and they're 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 great. I think they're my, one of the most underrated fish to eat down here they're 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 great i mean um my wife she that's her favorite fish to eat so that's kind of what uh i've, I've grown into i'll I've, I've kind of make it a point to um um go after them pretty hard every year so yeah. oh. um, well that's good of you i mean hey wife likes it family likes it that's a super win so no, nothing wrong with any of that and they're they're not easy to catch. You just no. they, they're they're the most finicky fish ever. And and to think the funny part about it is they're they're part of the pinfish family. Are they really? You know, yeah, man, they're a, 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 I believe a porgy. If I'm correct. Okay. 
Yeah, I definitely got that one wrong when I was uh, guesstimating in species. Okay. <laughs> well, if you look at them, they just look like a giant pinfish. And um, when I heard, um, now I could be wrong, but I'm almost pretty positive they're part of the pinfish family. And, you know, pinfish is one of them fish who are like, oh, another pinfish. Um, you know, kind of, they will eat you out of house and home sometimes when you're trying to speckle trout fish or yeah. something like that. But, yeah. And then, the, you know, their cousin, the sheep's head won't bite anything for, you know, mm -hmm. uh, two days. It just, it just drives you crazy. I just think the chase of it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It can be frustrating. I think that's the fun part about it is with it being frustrating, it just makes you want to go after more. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a fish that does that, you know, Pompano can get that way sometimes, but I just think I enjoy catching Pompano, but, uh, the sheep's head has got to be at the top of my list. Okay. It just they're they're a blast and then when you do hook one that's eight nine ten pounds it's hold on and then you know you, then you got to add in the structure of the pier and you know they're they're sight feeder and sometimes you got to drop down a real thin line and you know you're fighting a nine ten pound fish with 15 pound line it's with a big piling beside you it's uh sometimes you don't have the best of days but yeah. it's 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 a very fun fish to, to target, and um, I would recommend starting out at sheep's head. You, that, that's one of the biggest things I learned. I learned something new every year with sheep's head fishing. So, yeah, um, I've heard that a lot. The criminals are the criminal. They got the nickname criminal for a reason. So, yeah, that's, the uh, con convict. Yep, convict. There you go. Yep. Yeah, con convict. They are. Uh, they are very. Uh, they will drive you crazy. <laughs> I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. I hate to fish for them, but um, I kind of enjoy the chase out of them. They're uh, they're they're fun to target, fun fun fish to fight, fun great to eat. So they kind of get the best of everything. You know, yep. I mean, any fish that's hard to catch, mm. it, it kind of gets gets me going. Yeah, I'm man. Just right, definitely so. on that one. So, what's a bucket list fish that you want to catch in your life? Uh, believe it or not, living down here my entire life, I have not caught a triple tail. Okay. Uh, occasionally you'll see them swimming off the beach. You kind of throw at them. I've seen people I'm friends with on the pier just randomly catch them off the pier. And I think I seen a guy this year off the bar catch one off the top of that rig. And it was a good one too. And I'm like, I, I don't have that luck, but okay. But yeah, that's definitely a, a, a bucket list fish. Of course, Kobe was for a long time, but. I've got one ninety pounds. I don't think I'm gonna beat that one. So that, that's pretty um, epic. Yeah, that that's um I don't have the same uh, access to Kobe fishing as I used to, but still that was one of my bucket list fish. That's kinda you know, a hundred pounder of course would be the bucket list, but yeah, everybody wants to bait the hundred pound mark. But yeah, I think triple tail right now, that's one of the ones I have not caught and live especially down here at Fort Morgan, it's one of the best you know, Mobile Bay is one of the best places to target them and have not caught one. And um, that or snook, uh, I think those are my two. Nice. Those uh, have driven me crazy to catch. I have fished for them. Um, snook a lot more than I have uh, triple tail. Growing up in South Florida, too, uh, you know, my mom's family down there, I have snook have absolutely drove, drove me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they will they will question your fishing abilities. Um, of course, it's a whole another another type of fishing down there. Uh, but 
still when you're sitting there looking at 15 snook and they won't bite nothing you're like what what should i just quit fishing i mean i just um okay by far. both both outstanding fish what has been one of your favorite fishing memories growing up coffee fishing my grandparents uh my dad of course uh, my, my dad was always making sure i was i was involved outdoor wise and i was uh the only boy out of our family growing up and going out there catching 200 crappie and coming back and cleaning them when i was eight nine ten years old uh that kind of got me into um the cleaning of the fish and um you know a little, little little fun fun joke uh my grandfather never believed in electric knives i didn't believe in him either so cleaning snapper but he always had the saying i better not ever see you with an electric cleaning knife it's kind of like cleaning a a deer with a chainsaw there you go but yes but definitely you know you, you know that your grandparents are kind of passed that's some of the memories you hold on to is out there uh with them catching that many crappie you don't you don't realize how blessed you were to be around your family catching fish and uh you know now that i have my sons i'm kind of getting them kind of the same way my dad did me but definitely my grandparents you know with them not being around that's some of my fondest memories of being around them and and uh being out there on the middle of the lake just catching crappie one after another just uh something i always remember yeah those are the best memories right there for sure well we've moved in from the old question so let's go ahead and get into the next one where we're going to move into the fishing tips tricks and knowledge but before we do that you know we all got to do something else It is the first bait check of the episode. Bring that line in. Make sure you got good bait. Maybe you got to throw something else on there if you haven't gotten anything yet. Change it up a little bit. You never know. Something could make the difference. This bait check is being brought to you by the Kids Can Fish Foundation. Kids Can Fish is doing awesome things in the Georgia area with the local kids and Northwest Florida. They did do that piece there. They're doing all these cast net clinics, casting clinics, fishing clinics. They're doing all this stuff for the kids to help them get out there and learn this sport. In order to do that, they do that all through their donations. Their charity, so your donations go forward, uh, go into them being able to host these and give these kids the, the gear to go home. Home. Last one, they went home with fishing rods and reel. Lots of good gear there. On the one before that, they went home with cast nets. So they're getting memories and equipment, and it's all thanks to you, the listeners, that send them uh, donations to help them grow. You can also go onto the website at kidscanfish.net, and you can sign up for the 2023 Running of the Bulls Tournament out of St. Simons Island, Georgia. Your funds for that also go back into the Kids Can Fish Foundation's programs to help with these ones. So like they always say, more tackle boxes, less Xboxes. Kidscanfish.net. So now that we're talking about in the fishing knowledge piece, let's get into this. How do you, for your personal time, not your charters, how would you plan your fishing trip? Around baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are quite busy with baseball, that's for sure. Uh, that was my actual first love of life. I, I, I thank my parents. Really thankful to them. They, they, made sure i was not going to get in trouble growing up it was baseball hunting and fishing so that was my life but i i'm, I'm blessed that uh my sons are involved in it um uh can't wait for the three-year-old to get up going so <laughs> uh no we we um uh, most of my trips uh now are you know involving my 10 year old he, he's he's my deckhand he's 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 my dude he's already rigging up stuff and he's uh I enjoy my, my trips are mainly focused now on teaching him and it, it's 
kind of set up around him now. I'm kind of like, hey, Chandler, where do you want to go fishing for? And we kind of go after that. I've never met such a sport kid about redfish. Like, you want to catch redfish? No, Dad, I'm over redfish. <laughs> over redfish. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, you've met him a few times. You know, yes, I have. So, That's just funny that he uh, called it that. For He was over red. He's on to the next thing. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Now we got a trout light in the backyard here, and he's we we've had to practice catching release last year. We learned that, like, hey, buddy, we're not throwing a bite chest every night. Like, we're gonna be you're depleting the trout stock back there. So, <laughs> yeah, it would it would go pretty quick. That's for sure. But, but hey, you get to catch the same one every day. Be like, oh, I got you again. Yeah, I mean, he's over there flipping four pounders on the dock. So I mean, I'm, <laughs> it's, it's very proud. I mean, that's that's kind of how I learned and um, you know started trout fishing and just bossing and other things and i got bust some boats but yeah to, to, to really plan my fishing trips out i kind of plan around the kids and then um you know he's the one that's really really involved uh the other two are kind of kind of getting there and then of course the 16 year old uh he's kind of got other things on his mind right now so fishing's not his top top choice at the moment but uh he's uh he's getting there he's starting to enjoy it a little bit more but yeah definitely i'll plan it around my family i'm i'm like to involve them uh now if i'm going by myself it's mainly seasonal you know running a guide business you're you're kind of uh if i'm gonna go by myself i'm kind of going on on recon trips on you know maybe trying different spots out or what's what's moved into this spot or vice versa you know there's there's not much planning involved but uh uh if i had to say give you a straight up answer it's it's probably around around the kids what, what, okay. what they want to do all right so let's talk about this then a little bit more in depth how do you select your spot to fish spots to fish weather wind tide now people you know there's always the saying low tide's better high tide's better i think it's just a moving tide i have had some of the best days on uh, tide going out i've had some of the best days on tide going in i just think it's right place right time with the bait fish you know you kind of gotta figure out where the bait is and uh go from there and i do night trips the reason i do night trips is when the water gets hot you know fish are like us they're not gonna want to sit out there in that hot water they're gonna go into deeper water so kind of gotta adjust to that but there's a lot of variables in it but mainly i think uh wind you always kind of want a, a good little wind blowing uh, especially for the redfish and then uh pompano that's always good for a wind you always want a little chop out there but definitely wind and uh, of course nowadays you know everything uh, is planned on where you're kind of going to get a parking spot too that that plays a big variable in it <laughs> uh, yeah parking is parking is definitely a high value target when you go fishing nowadays it's become you know surf fishing has taken off and it's great everybody's coming it's it's advanced so much through the years just watching the last 15 years it's um definitely very popular uh something everybody can do but yeah i'd say planning a trip uh my two biggest things are what what the wind's gonna do you know with redfish moon moon phase is a big i still hadn't completely i've got i i try to keep a calendar book of year to year on when we're catching redfish and they're pretty easy to predict, but uh, your main phase is one of your big ones. Um, you kind of got to switch stuff up. There's no moon. Redfish kind of get locked jaw, so it's a little, little. Uh, it's one thing I have learned. And then of course, your nice little summer showers we get down here. 
not not a fan of lightning with a fiberglass pole in my hand. No, nothing. It doesn't end well. And the pictures that have come when you've seen people talk about that, uh, you, you or you see it's all like that hair spool when it gets hit by lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not uh not trying to trying to uh and and it it's kind of funny. You know, all of us that grew up down here in the south, everybody's seen Sweet Home Alabama, I'm sure, and you see the guy out there making glass sculptures with lightning. For some reason, that's the first thing that runs through my mind when I'm walking the beach trying to get out of a lightning storm. <laughs> don't become don't why. become sea glass. Don't become sea yeah, glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't want to. That's that's the good thing about the, these these night trips. I do. Um, you know, a lot of times the weather don't come on shore during the night, so uh, it's a good little deal. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot easier to plan it. But as far as the you know planning of the trips and everything, it's. Um, you know, weather has little to do with it, a uh, little bit, but it's it's mainly wind and where where are you going to get the best chop at? Uh, you know, you get a lot a lot better. People think you need slick glass, calm days to go out there and catch stuff, and that, those are actually some of the worst fishing conditions, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, those ones have always been a rough one. Well, you actually bring up to a great one. You moved us into the next question real well, and we're going to talk about how you set your gear up at your spot. So you've picked your spot where you're going, and everything is good. Now it's time to do this. Where are you casting your lines? What are you looking for to throw? You know, we do two different set rig fishing. Uh, Pompano, uh, I, I think one of the main mistakes I see a lot of these guys making. And, of course, like I said, I'm still learning. It's one thing you can all I stress to everybody. You still need to learn as you go i mean you're always but you want to cover the beach i kind of find a point you know a nice little little point little pocket to fish and with pompano you don't ever know where they're gonna run they're they might be running three feet off the beach they might be running 800 yards off the beach you just never know so i see a lot of these guys putting their their poles two foot apart and i like to spread out at least 15 20 yards a pole and I'll stagger them. I'll, you know, that way I can fish the cut. I can fish the deep water. I can fish the bar. You know, with pompano, you can fish up to five to six rods, no problem. You know, you stagger them, and then usually pompano. Um, you know, you, you're very familiar with pompano. They're schooling fish, so when you catch one, you kind of go back to the same spot, and then you kind of target them that way. Now with redfish, it's a little bit different. You know, we're catching 40, 45, close to 50 inch redfish, and you really don't want to set six poles out and um, wait on a bite. You, you kind of back down to about four poles. And there's some nights we use two poles. You know, it's, a, it's a definitely a take-turn thing. Redfish is completely different. You know, you want to find a good rip to get in. And uh, I see these guys wading out their chest, throwing out. I kind of want to walk over there to them and be like, hey, just loosen your drag up, throw it out about 15 yards, and that rip's going to take you right where the fish are. Yeah, um, it'll walk it down yeah. for you as long as you've got it, the right sinker to let it walk. Yeah, that's that's another thing I try to stress to people down here. You know, I, I use, uh, we're probably skipping on to what tackle I use, but, you know, egg weight is one of my main ones. Um, you know, now if I'm shark fishing, you know, sharks are, they're, they're going to swim around and feed. Redfish are pretty lazy. They're going to sit in one spot. They're really not going to, especially the big ones, they're, they're, they're like a channel cat. They're going to sit and just feed on what what comes comes by. They're very, very lazy. Uh, they're just going to sit in the current and feed. And whatever comes by, they're going to feed on. But you've got to get to where they're at. Um, and like I said, uh, 
a good lesson I've learned. I, I just picked this up probably about five years ago where, you know, you get out there on that rip, you just kind of let your, let your drag go and, you know, get it out there and it'll, you find them little, little pockets they're holding in. And, uh, you know, that's the easiest way to find them, in my opinion. Of course, some nights you go down there and they're just, you throw 15 yards off the beach everywhere, but there's a few and far between. Yeah. Those are the uh, fun days where it's like, oh, eh, that's just layup fishing. Those are always the easy fun days. Those are usually the ones that they're my friends that, you know, they've caught a million redfish and they, uh, we get down there and it's usually your friend trips that those are your best nights. You're like, yeah. you know, I did a guide the last night and we caught three redfish and I walked four miles trying to get one. And, and, you know, now we come out here with our fishing yards off the beach, but yeah, I, I like bring it back to circle back around the Pompano fishing. I see a lot of these guys and I know some of these older folks can't run to a pole. But that's the beautiful thing about these new popular rigs. You got circle hooks. You don't have the kale hooks anymore. Some people do like the kale hooks, but you got a circle hook, you know, set your drag a little looser and, and spread out, you know, cover more ground and you're going to be a lot more successful covering ground than you are putting five poles two foot apart, throwing them out in the same spot. That's um, a good point. That, that's a good way to think of it. You just, uh, I mean, you might have to do a little bit more moving around and, checking poles and it's uh but you know if you want to go out there and be successful that's one of the tips i try to stress to people that that asked me about pumping and fishing i was like just don't put everything you know for one you know you always get that one random pumping that bites it that you don't know that runs in between all your lines and if you spread out a little bit more you're, you're gonna in my opinion be a lot more successful you can you know still use your staggering uh routine it's definitely great to stagger like I said, you never know where these pumping are going to run. But um, if you spread out a little bit more, you're going to have, you're going to cover more ground and you're going to be able to find pumping out. Be, be a lot more successful finding the pumping out than you will be with eight rods two foot apart. I don't know if that's just something they hadn't learned or just don't take into consideration out there. But don't be afraid to uh, cover ground. I mean, there's, Set your drag. Your drag's gonna do your job. Even if you do hook a ray or something, it's not gonna, not gonna spoil you. You're gonna have time to make it to the reel, and make sure your pipes or your whatever you're using are in the ground. That's yeah. one thing I can't stress enough. <laughs> make sure the sand lost, spike is solid. Exactly, and they have some great ones on the on the market. Uh, Deerfield has great ones. Um, the uh, fish hippie Nick, he has some great ones. There's there's so many great fishing rod holders now that that. Um, you know, it's not like the old days just to cut PVC. You've got so many options. Fishing gear is expensive and um, kind of want to make sure it's in there. Yep. Protect your gear. So, so uh, but yeah, that's where I, I, I place everything. You know, I, like I said, one tip I can give everybody is is don't be afraid to, to cover ground popping their fishing, especially with these, these circle hooks. Salties make, make great rig. I mean, you got some of your rigs on the market now. It's, it's you know, and I think 90% of them are circle hooks. Don't be afraid to to cover ground. And, you know, with circle hook, you, you are going to miss fish with circle hooks just the way it is. Pompano fishing can be frustrating, but don't be afraid to cover ground on Pompano. But then again, if you're going to redfish, especially at night, you, you get excited on catching a the fish, these redfish are going to run. Don't cover a lot of ground red fishing try to stay together red fishing it's kind of the opposite the main thing i can give you know popping seems to be the popular one i try to 
try to give everybody the tip, you know, spread out, you know, give you, you know, there's a lot of cuts, fish in between the cuts. Some days, uh, the, the five pound pumping I won the pump stunt with last year, I caught him off the bar. I mean, he was directly on the bar in about two, two and a half foot of water. You never know where these fish are going to be. And I think a five pound fish is going to be on a bar with two foot of water. You know, that's just something you got to, and we, we would have never caught that fish. We wouldn't have been spread out covering different, staggering your rods, you know. Yes. Everybody's got the the knowledge of staggering rods now. Uh, I mean, some people do, some people don't, but that's one thing I can teach you. Stagger your rods, figure out where the fish are, and usually when you catch one pompano, go to the same spot, you're usually going to catch another one right there, you know, within the same same school yeah you know, um, yeah get it right back out don't don't delay get it off the hook get a beta get it right back out don't screw around exactly exactly make sure fred's not beside you but, uh, <laughs> yeah you'll steal that fred loves pompano fred loves I, those i had one of the cool experiences of my life this year my papa had passed in uh january he lived a fulfilling life he was 93 i had an eagle this year never had an eagle on the beach where I fished down here at Fort Morgan. And, um, of course, you know, Fred always gets fish. And yeah. um, he throw back, he always gets it. Well, next thing I know, I turn around, and uh, I've got this full-grown eagle selling fish from uh, Fred. And, I mean, he was 20, 20 foot from me. Coolest experience of my life. And I think I was down there a week week in a row, and he was down there every day fishing with me. <laughs> and uh, that's just what, you know, we always kind of, my wife, she's, very religious from Kentucky, and uh, she's like, you know, I kind of think your papa's out there watching you being an eagle with him being in a marine. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. You that know, is cool. Uh, but seeing an eagle up that close, that that was just really r- real, real cool experience. You know, I wasn't necessarily trying to feed him, but I didn't know Fred was gonna steal the fish, and then he was kind of, kind of big boy Fred. And you think Fred's a big guy? The until you see that eagle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the eagle, right. that wingspan will get you covered real quick. I was just standing up. I mean, they're like the size of the heron. It's oh, yeah. It's just unreal. Yeah, they're I mean, they're just, they're just a uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful, majestic bird. And I, I, I guess the good thing about our uh, our resources down here, you know, when you start seeing eagles on the beach again, I guess we're doing something right. Yep, definitely, definitely right. So let's talk about the bait here. Now, you've talked about a couple different fish. So let's break down some bait usage for when you're fishing, what you're targeting. What have you found has been successful bait for specific species? Yeah, Pompano is always given sand fleas. I always like having sand fleas on me. If I'm going to do a trip or if I'm fishing a tournament, I'm going to, if, if you don't have the right bait, you know, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos and everybody's stressing about the right bait and they are right about that. You have to have the right bait. You cannot cut corners on bait. And you are going to have your people that don't know where to catch sand fleas. And I see these poor guys out here raking for four or five hours looking for four or five sand fleas. But there are places you can go um, and catch them or you can buy them frozen. But you know, you want fresh bait. Sand flea would be my top. Of course, ghost shrimp work very well, but ghost shrimp will also drive you completely insane trying to keep on a hook. Yes, they will. Um, um, you know, you do all that work, and then you throw 15 off the hook, and you're like, ugh. But, uh, you know, you got the magic thread and all that other stuff. But, you know, just your novice, if you're just a weekend fisherman, 
you know, just a good fish bite, tip the sand flea, or one of the tricks I kind of do is I'll, uh, and Bun, I'm sure everybody's heard of Bun, great guy, owns a poke bowl sushi down here. Um, he kind of taught me a trick. Like I said, you always lose, you're learning new things. Mm-hmm. He would put two sand fleas on, you know, smaller sand fleas, tip it with a fish bite or your fish gun, whatever you want to use. I preferably like the fish bites better just because you get more of a, you get, it, I think you get more of a color option with it, popping over sight feeders. So I, I like the option having more color. It, yeah, it just seems to work out for me. I mean, one day they'll be on paint, one day they'll be on electric chicken, sand flea. You just got so many options uh, with the fish bites. Nothing against other companies. It's just what I've, I've never really fished with the other ones. That could be just as good, but this is just what I've, had great success with but uh bond taught me to tip it with a fish bite and it keeps your sand fleas on it was and he was like and i always put two you know cracks me up he's 100 miles an hour and he's like you know put two on he's like that way put a bigger one on a smaller sand flea on tip it with a fish bite one comes off you get another one on the hook like that's that's genius man i never thought that yeah yeah it does make Um, sense you know people fresh shrimp it works great uh, people have a lot of success over uh, with it. I tend to kind of steer away from it. Uh, just drives me crazy slinging off the hook. And, you know, sand play is going to be my first one to go to. Right. What about reds or anything like that? Redfish, uh, warmer water. You definitely want to stick with blue crabs and one of the best baits. People, uh, I think, kind of surpass. And I get a lot of laughs about this or the year ghost crabs, sand crabs. Oh, yeah, those things are phenomenal, dude. And they're easy to get there at the beach. They're just waiting for you. That's what's great about having a 10-year-old deck in. Um, <laughs> you, uh, he, he's my man on catching um, ghost crabs down there, and they are everywhere down here at Fort Morgan. If you want to have a great family outing, uh, bring your kids down here, they can catch them. we got ghost crabs you want to, and these jokers are huge down here. I don't recommend picking them up by hand. We use nets and... Uh, decall them before we use them and uh, a little tidbit uh, cut half the legs off when you throw them out because if they are alive they will dig down in the sand like a sand flea so uh, you think about it you walk down the beach you see all these holes they're sand crabs yeah so they're going to dig back down in the sand uh, I cut half the legs off for me I think it's getting the sand in the water yeah and it also you know, you never know if one of them's going to suction down to the bottom. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to swim out there to figure it out, but I had a lot more success for just, you know, cutting half the legs off. Because I mean, once you did call them, like a big old spider, kind of a little creepy. But uh, the wife love them down there. You know, they, <laughs> I've had a few of them freak out. I think they're going to make it back. But uh, <laughs> as far as the sand crabs, uh, what that does with the crabs, what that's going to do is limit your shark hookups. If you go down there with cut mullet, any any fish, you're going to have a lot of sharks that are going to you you just you're just going to fight the sharks, especially with warm warm water. That's just I know people don't like to think we have sharks, but there's tons out there. Yeah, it's part of our eco. It just is what it is. Yeah. You know, set yourself yeah. up that you don't have to fight them. I know you see in these news stories now, there's so many sharks on the beach. They've always been that way. There's always sharks out there. They're not going to bother you if you don't 
you know, they're swimming, swimming in a school of bait. But uh, I've learned through the years down here fishing, blue crab, get a blue crab. I don't know the regulations are in Florida. Alabama, you're allowed a gallon-sized bucket full of undersized crabs. But you don't have to do the undersized. You can use a, uh, a whole crab. I'm blessed to be able to trap them, but you can go to a lot of these seafood stores and buy them live. And I just cut them in half with a pair, you know, get a big pair of scissors, cut them in half. I cut the two points off, take the back flipper off. Some people go down the bottom. Some people go up the top. I like to go on the top of that corner of the shell, pop it through, throw it out. And what that's going to do is limit all the sharks. You know, a lot of sharks are not going to mess with with uh, crabs. That's going to, you're going to be a lot more successful and get a lot more, a lot more redfish, especially in the warm weather with, with crab. You know, if okay. I don't have crab, that's one of my main, main thing. I always have blue crab with me. They're, they're by far the top bait down there for redfish. They're, uh, one thing I have learned about them, they're not going to hit it like a mullet and just roll with it, bend your rod down. They will occasionally, but uh, redfish, they have chompers in the back of their mouth. They will crush a crab. Same thing with a bike drum. So I set my drag loose, and I'm more or less looking at my drag, hearing my drag go out, and using a circle hook. Um, you know, either tighten your drag up or hold a spool. Don't recommend holding the spool. That's something you have to uh, really have to uh, critique and learn. You don't want to be holding the spool, and he decides to dump you for about 50 yards. Uh, they redfish will go on some good runs, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, tighten your drag or don't tighten your drag up to enough to where if they feel that tension, they're going to drop it. You want them to eat that crab, and once they kind of crunch that crab up, they're gonna they're gonna kind of roll with it. And that's where you get the hook up. So mm-hmm. keep your drag loose. Hear your drag more than than um, you're gonna be a lot more hands on with blue crab fishing. That's the only downsides of it. It's not your mullet where you can just go out there and put five poles out, wait on a bite. And you come October, November, you can do that. Uh, but during the summer, blue crab, ghost crab, any type of crab is going to be your, your best bet. Okay. Not saying they won't eat mullet, but in my opinion, just running as many guys as I do down there, you really want blue crab. And you want the ghost crab. Ghost crab, you're out of bait. There, there's millions of them out there. You know, just don't catch more than you need. I do see some guys now going out there. They learn to catch them, and they will catch a whole ice chest full, and then just dump them. If you run out of bait, take ten minutes. Just go catch more. Don't don't deplete them. You know. Um, we we've been going at this for a few, so actually we're due for another bait check. Sorry, man. We we got to get that one going. This bait check is being brought to you by The Sinker Guy. Go on over to thesinkerguy.com and take a look at everything that Chip's got going on in The Sinker Guy garage. Lots of good stuff available. You need sinkers? Hey, it's in his name. Maybe you need rigs. He's got a bunch of pre-tied. You got the mortician rig. I absolutely love this. And he talks about it on his YouTube channel. You can search for that on YouTube under The Sinker Guy. Lots of good knowledge for that piece. But if you need any kind of other ancillary gear, tools, floats, more pieces, there's a lot in there. So head on over to thesinkerguy.com. Get your order in today. Yeah, you're crushing this, dude. You are just flying through these questions, and you're you're like answering other ones as you go. So I'll ask you the last one in this one. Um, the, 
and then uh, we'll, we'll move into the guide business. I'd love to talk to you about that. How do you adjust your tactics for fishing when the bite isn't on fire? It's difficult. I will say last year was probably the worst season I ever had fishing. Um, there was a lot of adjustments going on last year. You can adjust everything to leader size to, uh, you, like I said, I, I fish the egg weight down there. You want to fish the current. A lot of people make the mistake of fish throwing out there, being stationary with a pyramid weight. I'm not saying you cannot be successful doing that. You, I know a lot of people that go down there and catch them. I like my rig moving. I like it going into the hole down there, drifting a little bit. You want to drift a little bit, find these fish. Some nights you're holding the pole the entire night. and you will, You've got the current just ripping and you're throwing pretty much on the beach to the right or the left and you're just walking it all the way down and doing it over and over but eventually you're gonna find the fish so um you know you can always you know you move spots never know but down there uh where we fish there's pretty much about three spots that are you're gonna key into you just gotta figure out if you're gonna drift if you're gonna you know stay stationary or you know, you, you always got the graphs. Sometimes you got to move around for graphs. Um, I will say redfish, you know, don't be afraid to use an egg weight. I use a three-ounce egg weight. You got to think redfish is a bottom feeder. So is a black drum. You don't want your leader being 30 inches long. You want to try to keep it down there at the bottom. You know, I use anywhere between a 50 to 60-pound uh, leader, and we use... 20 to 30 pound braid, you know, they ha- have some fun catching them, uh, yeah. especially the bull reds. You don't need a 8,000 size rod on a, you know, 100 pound braid with a 100 pound mono. You know, that, that kind of takes some fun out of it, in my opinion. Nothing wrong with it. You know, if you want to go down there and do it, that's fine. Have fun fishing. That's that's what it's about. But as far as rig, rig techniques uh, and adjustments, you know, if you're getting a lot of shark bites, shorten your leader up. If you're getting cut off, uh, you know, we use beads the way I use my rig. I kind of use a, I guess I call it a Texas rig or, uh, or a fish finder rig. There you go. Okay. Um, you know, I use the two swivels and, and then they, you know, use your bead color. I use a fluorescent kind of green bead. It doesn't do nothing but protect your knots. It has no other... No other reason than protect your knots. I just use the green because when you're fishing at night and you got 12 people around a fish, it's kind of easier to see where the hook and weight is. Some nights, though, if you're using red, you got bluefish out there, you got sharks. I don't know if they can see red or not, but I tend to do everything with green or kind of fluorescent color. I do try to stay away from going the dark stuff sounds great at night to use but the glow in the dark looks like a bait fish you're gonna get cut off a lot by bluefish banish whatever else teethy creatures running out around down there yeah but yeah you know you just gotta adjust to the conditions i mean some nights the currents are ripping and you do feel like you want to put a pyramid weight on and they're uh, you know if you want to set one up with a pyramid weight that's fine you know let it sit out there you you might find them but other nights you gotta kind of got to hold the rod and walk um there's there's a lot of adjustments to it and then last year we we between the grass and the moon phases and 
the weird north wind we had. I don't know where that came from. Um, we kind of had to resort to a lot of shark fishing. And uh, always have a backup plan. You know, if you go down there and you're targeting one, if the redfish ain't doing it, I guarantee there's a shark out there somewhere. Uh, so always, good point yeah. with the shark, dude. That's a really good point. You never know when that predator's hanging out there saying, oh, no, you go ahead and eat that. I'm going to eat you. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's one thing I learned about guide fishing. Always have options. You know, always, you know, that's that's what I, and I really kind of invested in some stuff last year to, I kind of self-taught myself on the shark. Um, Greg with Mad Dog Fishing, great friend of mine, runs trips down here. If I'm not available, hit him up. Great guy. Uh, we'll run trips right next to each other. Just great guy. But he uh, he's taught me a lot about the shark fishing. He's a little bit a little bit more advanced than I am on it when it comes to that. And, but he's he's kind of done it a couple of years. I just never really target them. They're kind of a nuisance. But like I said, you being a guide, you want to take care of your your, your tourists. That that's what keeps you in business that's what that's your job is keep them happy and always have a backup plan and that's if you're out there just with your kids redfish aren't biting throw a shark rig out there guarantee you a shark out there and then you know always having different baits with you is definitely something to always switch up you know like i said i mentioned earlier blue crab I always have blue crab on me i usually always have a few pin fish and mullet you know you always want to have backup the baits you know, mullet's kind of like your shrimp. Everything's going to eat mullet. Might be a three-pound catfish. Might be a 30-pound black drum. Might be a 40-inch redfish. You just you just never know. So, but yeah, keep your options open. Don't be afraid to switch things up. Don't be afraid to fish the current. You know, walk with the rod down the beach. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do. And then, like I said, don't be afraid to throw a rod out there. You know, fish for a shark. Yeah, whatever you, whatever you can do to keep you know fishing, fishing. Sometimes it's uh, good, sometimes it's not. But you know, if you you're gonna go out there and try, you know, at least have different options. Uh, go out there and have fun. That's what it's about. Nice. Well, let, before we move into the last section or the second last section, here, we'll talk about your guide service. Let's go ahead and knock out the final bait check of the show because I think this one's gonna be stacked for y'all. It is your third and final bait check of the episode. Hopefully you've caught a bunch of fish. Everything's been good. Or if you haven't, you've switched bait, switched locations. Maybe you got to move. One way or another, you got to get out there and catch them. This bait check is being brought to you by Ninja Tackle. NinjaTackleVA.com is a all-inclusive, all-good shop to get your hands on just about everything you need for fishing. Uh, fishing rods, he's got the Ninja Dagger series running from 7 foot up to 12 in between. Lots of great stuff there. Maybe you need Accios reels. He's got the conventional style in there. I believe there's also a couple of spinners. Bait, rigs all the things you might need it's right there and if you're into firearms or into shooting uh accessories for your will for your weapons you can go over to the ninja tactical side lots of different things optics different pieces for glocks lots of good stuff in there so head over to ninjatackleva.com go through the website find the good stuff get your order in today so let's talk about the guide what got you into guiding you know i started off 17 18 i got injured my junior year in baseball baseball is my life I took a baseball off the face. I threw it in nice stitches. So Ouch. Kind of finished it up for me. Um, I kind of probably could have went a little deeper, but at that age, 
you're not the brightest human being. Although all of us think it at 17, 18 years old. Um, <laughs> we know everything then. Oh, yeah. You know, um, of course. But um, I was blessed to uh, have friends down here. Uh, you know, I went to Foley High School down here, which is you know up over the bridge. But I also played baseball down here in Orange Beach. And um, I met a lot of great people that, that had boats and – I was uh, blessed to get involved in the deep sea fishing and the inshore fishing on boats and deck handing. And, you know, I, I was working on getting my hours to get my captain's license. And uh, I think right before I went to do that, I've been hit. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll go the next year. And then Katrina hit. I kind of kept the deck hand thing. And then. Got a little burnout on that. Um, went to the restaurant business for a little bit. And of course, you know, it's a fun thing to do in your 20s. Yeah. You know, you're making a lot of money and to have like three bills. You don't realize it's the greatest time of your life. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, no, don't get me wrong. I love having a family. It's 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 a blessing. I'm, I, I, I enjoy. I'm very blessed with four boys. I cannot ask. Be, be more like you. Anyway, so after the restaurant business, I tried to get back into, um, well, in the middle of the restaurant business, I got a phone call. Buddy was getting out of his fishing boat, wanted me to run it, and uh, oil spill hit. So it was like, every time I had to try to get my captain's license, something major happened. So um, I kind of shut down the fishing industry for a little while. and So I kind of stuck with the restaurant thing, and then I, you know, I still did the beach fishing i'd still you know red fishing the night trips was something i always did and i did that from you know i'd always go down there a few times a year and then during the restaurant thing i had you know mom working in a restaurant you kind of have a restaurant family and um i was taking them fishing and then somebody kind of came up with the idea or you know matt why don't you do take people out fishing i was kind of like ah. Eh. I don't know who would be interested in going out here beach fishing. And then, um, you know, if a few people down here started doing it, it kind of started off with uh, friends and family and then some people. My dad does uh, construction down here and um, he had some, some clients that wanted, wanted to go out and learn. So kind of blossomed into that and kind of came up with a name and went from there and started a Facebook page and here I am now, like six years later. Uh, my wife, uh, when we met, she, I was kind of on the breaking point on whether if I wanted to continue doing it or not. I was kind of getting a little frustrated and yeah, everything starts with growing pains. You know, you don't really know how to do it. And she's really the brains behind the operation. I, I give her all the credit in the world. She's, She's great at, at advertising. She, she's, um, you know, getting my name out there and, and keeping me booked up. And um, very blessed to have her. And that's kind of how we met. But uh, so, yeah, I started the guide thing. And I just fell in love with watching these fam taking these families out here. And, you know, them talking about this, this, this is the biggest fish I ever caught. As, I mean, that'll just, um, that's one of the greatest feelings in the world to know you just put somebody on the biggest fish they've ever caught and you're doing it off the beach so i just felt like 
you know, maybe this will work. And I just kept with it. I've, uh, I've got some very loyal customers that fish with me every year. And I, they're great people. I've, I've made great friends um, from clients. I've become like family. And um, I take their fishing or their friends fishing when they come down and kind of word of mouth come around. And, um, you know, I tried, tried the trophy thing. I don't mind. Like, if you want to go catch a trophy redfish, come right along. But we more are a family trip. And what a lot of people didn't realize, especially when I got into this, was there's an, and my buddy who runs offshore boat at Zeke's, Eagle Express, shout out to him. If y'all ever need anybody, great guy, Doug Price, awesome guy. Anyways, uh, he um, sends me a lot of people that can't go out there because they get seasick. You get a mile out and they're throwing up already. So you don't put that in a factor. These people want to catch big fish, but they can't go on a boat. So I'm blessed enough to go out and have the knowledge to put them on fish and I get a lot of people that can't go on boats and then you get your other people you know going out on a boat's expensive and you got six seven eight year olds I mean do you really want to spend five grand to take them out to catch two snapper yeah when yeah. really they're going to kind of not really you know they're going to get bored pretty easy on a boat you take them down there at the beach seashells crabs everywhere it's just it's they have a lot more fun down there. There's something. There's always something going on down there. They're they're just. It, it, that's the main thing with kids. You got to keep them interested. And the fish aren't biting. Send them on a bait run. Go look for seashells. Like, it's uh, it's a good little thing. But yeah, as far as the guiding business, I just I got frustrated with it to begin with. But uh, like I said, it took some growing pains. But with uh, like I said, I got to give my wife all the credit. I'm very blessed to have her in my life and. Uh, she has uh, kept me in the shape with this and kind of kind of kept me going on it. And, um, <laughs> that's, what that's one of the great things when you meet the right one. They'll, they'll drive you. Yeah. They'll drive you all the way through it. You'll, you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we fight and bicker a lot of times. Uh, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes. Yeah, that's, uh, but that's, that's, just, that's just marriage. Marriage. <laughs> so what comes yeah, with going marriage. on a trip with you, though, after you guys book? If you're going to book a trip with me, I take pride in having top-of-line gear. We're going to concentrate on everything we do is to put you on fish. Uh, you know, we provide everything from bait, tackle, uh, fish cleaning. You just show up. You know, bring a few drinks and chair, towel, come catch some fish. The only thing that we're not able to, you know, of course, being, you know, Florida, y'all got it kind of a little easier. I think they got a little better package deal in Florida with the Alabama. You got to do a seven-day non-license or non-resident license but that's the only thing we can't do is license but you know if you book with me i'm going to make sure you're going to get on some fish or make sure you have a good time we're not not going to uh be looking at our clocks and you know it's 11 o'clock let's go I'm, I'm going to make sure you're taken care of and i think that's what drives uh i've driven my wife a little crazy about not doing the youtube thing that's why everybody asked me why i had got the youtube thing and it's just, I don't know if it's just from the restaurant or being a deckhand on a boat before, but I'm just so involved in taking care of my customers. I, I can't even get a picture. You know, I'm just, I'm just full. I get a lot of guys like, hey, do you ever sit down? I'm like, no. What's your favorite part about running a charter? I think just, the, like I said, families. I, I enjoy taking the families out. We've done some baseball. We've done some softball teams. We've, I've done up to 24 people before. 
um that that was a trip that was a fun trip um didn't plan on 24 people started out with six and the next thing i know i've got the whole family on the beach but i you know the kids i enjoy you know, like the the kids can fish foundation a great foundation anything you can do to get the kids out there and have the kids having a great time um you know being a youth coach and uh baseball football you know the and, and having kids myself it's one of the main things that's that's the future of our fishing and getting them kids out there on fish or their mom and dads or or i get wives down there and they're like i don't i've never caught a fish in my life and then they catch a 40 inch redfish that are bigger than them i, I just get great joy out of that that is um that's, that's just or you know or or teaching people how to do it you know i get a lot of a lot of folks that'll that'll text me hey what am i doing wrong what am i doing this and you know i hate to be rude and be like well i can't give you all my secrets man um yeah. you know like you want to book a trip i'll be more than happy to help you afterwards but you know i i, I can't can't go out there and tell you what to do <laughs> but i can show you yeah, if you come on the charter with I, me yeah i can show you and you do one trip with me and you you kind of know what and that's kind of how it started off the business to kind of get back on how it started guiding uh kind of flip-flop but was to teach people how to you know i got some people that don't know how to cast and i, I kind of teach them how to cast or how to you know a lot of people still use a mono nothing against mono but braid is is the new ball game now you know just teaching people how to fish what to use what size reels to use uh ninja tackle great company great rods you know a lot of people have, have got those uh I, I had several people last year that were so excited to use their, their ninja dagger oh can i bring it well you're more welcome to bring it yeah <laughs> um, different different plan to bring your own rod but hey okay if you want to bring it on a charter yeah. i got it you know, I'm welcome, welcome to it, you know, and, I, and I've, I've had people show up with good old Walmart gear. And I'm kind of like, yeah, that's that's not going to not going to work. I can just kind of leave that there. But, um, yeah, but I, I get great joy and, and, and people leave me reviews on, on on their kids having such a great time. And watching a kid catch a fish that's the size of him is just just uh, great joy. Yeah, I can and, imagine. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a business that I got to support my family with, but um, at the same time, I, getting joy out of watching uh, people's faces when they see how big these fish are—it's just—it's it's priceless. It's just something you can't can't describe the feeling on on, on that. Um, it's just 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 awesome. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, that's a memory they're gonna have. I've had granddads uh, a few years ago. I had a. 85 year old out there celebrating his 65th wedding anniversary wow dang that uh, that is a long time and you know what we got him on a redfish he sat in a chair the whole time got him on a redfish that was one of the best joys i had i mean the, him with his grandkids catching redfish and uh bite drum and just uh you know and, and, and bonding families together that's one thing you can do is fishing and to get back on while I play my trips around my kids because you want to involve them. You know, that's one thing you can't stress enough, you know, take your kids. You know, they, they might not be interested at first, but eventually they're gonna get they're gonna get involved and and that is the future of our our fishery 
and uh, we're getting too many kids that are kind of getting out of it. But to get them out there and catching these these fish, it's it's just a great joy, and that's I think that's what kind of drives me to go out there. Uh, some nights, you know, anybody that's a guide fisherman can tell you. Some days you just like ugh, you know, I'm mean, like I'm not feeling it today. But you go out there and watch these people catch these fish, and it's just it it, it kind of reminds you on why you do it, and and um, you know, just just kind of re- rejuvenates you into you know getting excited about doing it you know everybody kind of gives me well you know you should have a great day every day you're out because you're making a living on what you love to do like i said it goes back to being a god fisherman yeah it is it's but it does have it that that it stays where it's it's really difficult but yeah i enjoy it like i said the families are what i enjoy the most you know having one myself or many boys as we got as long as you're keeping these kids interested so let me ask you this uh last two questions here we'll get into the closing and get you out of here since we've been going for a while how do people book a trip with you i am mainly on facebook facebook's the easiest way to get through to me do have a google account i try to tell people just kind of stick with facebook or call me um on my personal number it's on facebook to give me a shout but Facebook's definitely the easiest way to to do it. I don't really dabble with Instagram. That's more the wife's category. We did do a few Instagram, but uh, yeah, just give me a call uh, uh, or uh, shoot me a text or hit us up on Facebook and uh, let us know dates. I'm still trying to explain to people we do not fish off a boat. That is uh, one of our biggest misconceptions. You know, a lot of people think we fish off a boat. I'm like, no, it's all beach. I'm kind of like, you catch these fish off the beach? I'm like, believe it or not, yes. Yep, that's one of the great so, things about beach fishing, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're like, there's no way you catch these fish off the beach. I'm like, I wouldn't lie to you. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, go to the reviews. I try to make sure I get the good reviews. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to take care of my clients. That's one thing I'm big on because I kind of put myself in their position, you know, if you're going to, I want to pay somebody to take me fishing, I want to be, I want to at least learn, you know, if we're not catching fish, I want to teach you, you know, you're, you're going to get something out of the trip. If it's not, you know, if the fish aren't absolutely crazy, you're going to learn rigs. You're going to learn where to go. You're going to learn what to do, what bait to use. You know, you're, I'm going to teach you as much as I can while we're out there. Okay. So not only are you going to get a good lesson, you're going to have a great experience out there. If it's just you and your buddy drinking some beer out there, if it's you with your family, I mean, it's we do groups up to 15. Those are fun. The big groups are fun. But hey, we can do it. You know, if you got your family down here and you got a reunion, give us a shout. We'll uh, we'll put you on some fish. But mainly Facebook and um, the Facebook and uh, the phone. All right, we'll go with that one. All right, and your last question in this category, what has been some very valuable lessons learned after starting and running a charter business? Don't start out with cheap tackle. Okay. Always going to buy us. When I say cheap tackle, I mean, don't cut corners. Now, if you're going to come down here two times a year, don't go out and spend three, $4,000. I don't. But if you're going to kind of do it every weekend, Pay a little extra money. 
pay the extra 50 bucks for the better reel, it's going to take you a long way. You know, your gear, I, I learned that. Not saying I was buying, but I was kind of going with the middle gear. And what I was doing was having to buy gear after year every every year. Uh, that you know, that's one of the big ones. You know, don't don't be afraid to spend the extra fifty bucks on a good rod. And then, like I said, Ninja's got a great rod to buy. And you know, they it might not be a, a fifty dollar pin rod, but you know what? You're gonna you're gonna enjoy that Ninja rod, and it's gonna last you a lot longer than that pin rod is. Yeah, definitely. Nothing against pin, but you know, you you better better tackle you're gonna buy the better you're gonna do and um main thing saltwater fishing rinse everything off keep it out the sand rinse everything off that is your biggest biggest thing i tell people down here you know take care of your gear you know treat it like a gun you get done hunting it's got rain you shot it people gonna clean their guns take care of the guns put it back in the safe do your rod and reel the same way i mean you don't have to take them apart take all the washers out and everything else but Rinse them off, get them, give them a good bath, take care of them. They're gonna last you a lot longer. I think the biggest mistake I've I've made is as a guide is uh, going back to the bait situation. Always have different options. Uh, you like that as you go. If you go there targeting one thing, you've only got tackle for one thing. You're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Always bring extra stuff with you. Now you can still lightweight and do it, but bring bring extra stuff with you. And, you know, don't be afraid to try new stuff. You know, I mean, um, it's, like I said, I'm still learning. Uh, I, I learn something new every year. But, yeah, take care of your gear. Buy, buy good gear. Don't don't pitch pennies on gear because it's gonna, in the long run, it's kind of going to, you're going to end up spending more money in the long run. Now, like I said, if you're coming down here two times a year, don't don't go overboard. But uh, there's there's a lot of, a lot of places down here that you can go up buy good quality gear at and uh as long as you take care of it, it's gonna it's gonna gonna take care of you and um and don't don't get discouraged if you don't catch fish um it's the main thing starting out as a guide if you put a lot of pressure on yourself and your anxiety sky high you know make sure you're enjoying yourself don't ever get out the fact that you're out there enjoying yourself while people are behind a desk somewhere. Just remember that, you know, just, <laughs> you know, yeah. Enjoy yourself, you know, enjoy it. You're out there and you know, you might not, might not be successful or you might go out there and catch, catch everything in the, in the water. I mean, you, you know, fishing's fishing. That's why they call it fishing, not catching. Yeah, but I like catching a whole lot better than fishing, but uh, <laughs> you're going to have your days down here. And, um, but yeah, like I said, uh, I think that was the hardest thing I learned, uh, you know, with the guide is, uh, don't get discouraged, spend the extra 50 bucks on the good gear and take care of your gear. You know, don't, um, don't, don't, don't cut corners and you're gonna, you know, be a lot more successful at stuff. Like I said, I ain't telling anybody to go out and buy three, $4,000 worth of gear. Now, if you want to go right ahead. Go give. There's a lot of local businesses around here that are great that will take care of you. Yep. If you want to spend that money, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just just you know, spend that extra fifty bucks, forty bucks, buy the buy the better gear, take care of it, and don't get discouraged. You're you're eventually going to learn it. You're you're going to get better at it. 
Well, you've already covered the last two closing questions, so I guess I'll just ask you the final one. You just nailed the other two. <laughs> All right, what's next for you? Oh uh, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it going for as long as I can. Um, you know, we're getting a lot more a lot more competition with surf fishing guides, so um, which is a good thing. I'm glad you know surf fishing has took off. It's 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 a great thing to see, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go as uh, as long as it'll it'll take me. You know, I enjoy the beach fishing, but it's a possibility I might end up in a boat again one day. I gave that up, but um, I don't know, you know. I mean, it's, it's always going to be fishing. I don't think I'm ever going to quit. You know, and I told my wife when I met her, I said, um, I said, you know, I hunt and fish extremely too much. Well, I can handle that. You know, five years later, <laughs> well, I didn't think you were really that serious. <laughs> I told you. I warned you. <laughs> I warned you know I, I I was straight up honest with you, but um yeah so going back to that um yeah I'm gonna stick with it as long as it'll take me um you know I got a great little deckhand coming up my ten year old he's gonna be uh for long probably doing trips on his own that'd be uh, tell me that one be just the coolest high school gig ever making money doing trips uh, off the beach. Um, so he's, uh, he's learned very quickly the last few years. He started with me about six, seven years old. And, uh, of course he's be 11 this year and he ties my rigs for me and, uh, you know, he, he's enjoying doing it. Um, I think, you know, I'm going to do it until, uh, till I, I kind of get another option, I guess. Uh, like I said, it's either going to be beach or boat. I hadn't figured out if I'm going to go back to the boat or not. There's a good possibility I might. Might not. I don't know. So, uh, but I'm always, you know, surf fishing is always going to be my first love. Well, dude, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on the show, man. I, Matt, I appreciate it. You, you really, you really hammered home some great knowledge. Hopefully somebody can, you know, they'll, they'll somebody will get use out of this. And, uh, you know, Hey, if you guys want a book, he already told you the way to find them and I'll get, make sure all the links are hyperlinked back onto my website. That way you guys can find them and go from there. But seriously, thanks for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate you and appreciate all the knowledge you shared today. Yeah, Brian, we we appreciate you doing the uh, podcast down here, and uh, you know, and everything you do with uh, the the popping out tournaments, and the uh, kids can fish, and and uh, you you you're doing it big, and we appreciate everything you do down here as fishermen. And uh, like I said, uh, um, pick pick trash up off the beach, bring your trash with you, and uh, have fun doing it. Don't get discouraged. Great knowledge and advice right there, brother. Appreciate you. We'll talk soon. All right, bro. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope this show helped you today. I know it did. I got a couple of good tips there that I'm going to utilize. Uh, I'm sure you did as well. And if you wanted to book with Matt, like I said, Dixie, Dixie, remember, you got to spell it right. It's going to be D-I-X-E-Y flat surfishing excursions. You'll be able to find it again. Like I said, if you go back onto social media or on the main page there, it'll be hyperlinked uh, for Facebook. If you wanted to search them, it's Dixie, D-I-X-E-Y flats 251. Um, that's on Facebook. And again, everything will be hyperlinked. Hope you're doing well wherever you are and enjoyed this show. I am always glad you're here. Thanks for being here. And we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. I'm out of here.